Hello, I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and I'm with Fernando Hurtado, a reporter at NBC LX, and we are Talking TV. Talking TV is made possible by Making the Media, a podcast from Avid exploring the forces that shape the media, news, and entertainment business. The latest episode tackles the subjects of diversity and inclusion within the TV industry. Host Craig Wilson talks with Deborah Williams, Executive Director of the Creative Diversity Network in the UK. Making the Media is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and other podcast platforms. Welcome, Fernando. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I'm very glad to have you here and always happy to talk about NBC LX, which is a very novel reporting uh, project out of NBC. Um, just for those who aren't familiar with it at the top, could you just describe what this reporting initiative and project and channel is? Yeah, so NBC LX is part of the NBC Universal Local umbrella. Uh, so if you're familiar with NBC New York, the NBC Chicago, NBC Dallas Fort Worth of the world, uh, we're we're part of that family. And our mission is really to uh, attract younger audiences across the country with different forms of storytelling and really, uh, you know. Not, I don't want to say reinvent, but certainly explore different ways of of telling news stories to uh, a younger generation of, of news consumers. And this is a project that has expanded in its carriage and distribution quite a bit since it began, uh, growing a lot as an endeavor inside of NBC Universal Local, um, and just doing all sorts of novel things. And I've enjoyed looking at your work for quite a while now. Connect the dots uh, is the project that I want to talk about with you today. Um, it's a very novel reporting concept, uh, and you are one of a number of contributors to this series of stories. Can you explain what, what the concept is? Yeah, so I think the best way to describe it is a journalistic scavenger hunt. So the premise here is that a reporter draws the names of three things at random. So picture three bowls, and one bowl has uh, names of a bunch of events. The second bowl has names of a bunch of issues. So it could be uh, inequality, it could be uh, access to water, for example. And then the third bowl has names of different objects. So random items like a phone, a computer, and a reporter draws us through items and then is challenged to connect them and find how they could possibly be related to each other. And with Connect the Dots, what we tried to do is we're not just showing you the end result of, you know, what this reporter finds, but we're taking you along for the journey. So you're seeing all the emails sent, all the calls made, and the goal here is not only to provide a, a fun vehicle for, for watching a story, but also to kind of uncloak how journalism is done and, and what it's like to make calls and not get answers to send emails uh, and find the right first find the right person and make and do those interviews and do that research before those interviews. Uh, so it's kind of a behind the scenes of journalism while also giving the viewer what I think and I hope is a fascinating story at the end. Yeah, and I wanna come back to that unpacking in just a second. So your episode aims to connect the World Series 
access to water and microwaves. So let's just look at a short clip of it right here. My name is Fernando Hurtado, and this is Connect the Dots, where we find out how three seemingly unrelated items are related to each other. Microwaves, World Series, access to water. So I have to find out how these three are related. Okay, so this uh, this turns, you know, as you're just saying, this turns into a story that's in many ways as much about the reporting process as the subjects themselves. So, I mean, when you look at the sort of the remit for this overall series, was that the aim? Was that was it primarily? I mean, the, the subjects are all arbitrary because they're literally pulled out of a out of a hat, so to speak. Um, is it really just about unpacking the process, demystifying the reporting process? Was that the primary mo? The primary MO was that as well as showing that different aspects of our lives are really truly connected to each other. And it's not a trite expression. I think if you really look closely, you will find links between different types of things. And we've seen it time and time again through stories that have developed over the years and unfolded. Uh, but then the really exciting opportunity there was like, yeah, we don't just want to do that and show that that things are connected. Because like I said, in a lot of ways, a lot of stories do that. But yes, we want to demystify the process of journalism because I think so often you see the finished piece on TV or online, but it's not very often that you get to see what goes into uh, making that story. And I think for the reporters involved, that was also a lot of fun and, 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 it, and it allowed them to breathe a little too, to kind of just vlog that and, and play with that a little and, and be brutally honest of like, hey, I sent like 10 emails. I heard back from one person, which if, you know, if you're a journalist listening, you know, that happens more often than not. Par for the course. There's a lot of ellipses in these stories. The next day, two days later, five emails later kind of thing, for sure. Is part of showing that process to viewers who are not in this business, is it about trust a little bit about showing to kind of tr trying to rebuild that trust relationship? Totally. I think it, it goes with the whole show your work. We're so we're so so used to doing that in school, you know. Show your work, you do your math homework. Show your work, show your work. And I think in journalism, we're surrounded by journalists. So you know, I know probably how you got your story, and I know like what went into that. And I trust you because I know what it takes to to, to do journalism. But I think sometimes we forget that the larger audience, they're not as familiar with you know an assignment desk or pitches or you know reading through peer-reviewed journals and all that jargon and then reaching out to experts that that are reputable to kind of explain these larger more complicated issues so i think it, it's totally about honesty it's about transparency it's about trust um and it's about de demystifying i think that word you use is really good about demystifying the process of journalism and then at the end, the serendipity of discovery, because you do connect these dots and, and they are, and it's sort of remarkable the ways in which they do. It doesn't feel terribly forced to have to, to find those, those pathways eventually. Um, one of the things I've liked about your work in the past, and, and you see it here as well, there's a kind of breezy visual vocabulary, not just to your story here, but to all of these connect the dots stories. And I'm interested, how did you arrive at this particular manner of presentation for this series and, and what are you using here tools wise yeah so for context here this idea 
came at a time, I think it was winter of last year. I was watching a lot of true crime series as we all were. And I was captivated by the stickiness of these series where it's, it's a process piece. And, and one of them was about this uh, young man trying to figure out, you know, the murder of his, of his mom and, and, and who did it. And he takes you along for the, for, for the, the, the trip, like going to the police, uh, the, pol- the, the sorry going to, to the police and, and asking them questions and, and literally vlogging it and you're kind of like wondering what's going to happen what's he going to find out is he going to find out so I thought okay how do we bring that into journalism um, not in a true crime way but how do we bring that trope of true crime a process piece to you know straight journalism so in order to do that I felt like you really did need to show like and build up that that question of like, are, is this person going to be able? Is this reporter going to be able to connect the dots? So it was totally about vlogging it and 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 being a little more raw, a little more, uh, you know, unfiltered, unpolished, so to speak, and and showcasing that. So I think from the get go, you know, and talking to the team here at NBCLX, we've always kind of done that vlog style, take me along storytelling. So it just felt even more natural for for this series to continue to do that. So what, what are literally the tools, both hardware and software that are in play yeah. in this? Um, so for, for the vlogging, a lot of uh, the reporters use Osmo cameras. I don't have it on me, but uh, I think I talked about it in, when I had another panel with you. I, I love that thing. It's this tiny little camera that makes it secondhand. I would say even easier than a phone because a phone, you still got to turn it around and do all that. It's really a stick. You press record. It makes it super easy to vlog and it has a gimbal on it. So it, it's a steady cam. So it looks pretty polished, but still kind of that vlog style. So it was a ton of that stuff. We were still heavy, you know, with, with restrictions from the pandemic. So it was a lot of Zoom interviews uh, for this. Some of our, like Boston, for example, uh, our reporter in Boston, Rob Michelson, uh, he was able to go out into the field. His story was about, you know, the Boston Marathon. So it made sense for him to be out in the field a little more. Uh, my piece was the pilot, so I did that a little earlier on. Uh, so that was a lot of Zoom interviews. And then I, the bulk of it, I think, is post-production. It's, it's the pacing, it's the editing. So we were using Adobe Premiere and uh, uh, a set of graphics that we built in, you know, After Effects, just MOV alpha files that we laid over, and then certain custom graphics for each episode. Like, obviously, the emails we were sending to people were different, so it was just a template that we changed there. Uh, but I would say the bulk of this was for sure just vlogging a ton production wise with your phone or the Osmo um, and then a lot of editing work to make it flow. And also we left a ton on the cutting room floor of like the, the, the vlogging part because, and that's a good problem we found ourselves in. I'm like, okay, we vlogged way more than we needed to, which is good. I mean, my piece is 17 minutes long and I think that's that's a good amount of time. Yeah, 17 um, minutes is, uh, most of these pieces hover in that just below 20 minute range, don't they? Yes, so we really wanted to, you know, make it an OTT play with this <clears throat> and play up the fact that NBCLX does premium, you know, news content. So we wanted to hover in that range so that if you did love the series, you had, you know, close to like 70, 60 more minutes of content you could watch if you wanted to uh, on the spot because we released them all in, in a binge binge this format. Okay. And how, what was the, the, the time from, from the conception of this particular episode to its uh, completion? So 
it varied for, for my episode. Mine was the pilot episode. So we were kind of trying to figure out if the, the, the idea even worked. Because when I pitched it to my bosses at NBC Likes, uh, I'm so fortunate that they were like, this is weird and strange, but go for it. Let's see if it works. Give us a proof of concept. So that's what that first episode one, uh, what, sorry, that's what that first episode was. And it took, I would say for the gathering of materials, it took close to two months. And then the editing itself took less than two weeks. Uh, and then I, most of them average in, in that range because also it, this didn't make it into the, the pieces, but when we were reaching out to people for interviews and explaining the concept, there were, you know, we weren't in the thick of the pandemic. So they were like, oh, wow, you guys must be bored. Is, is there no other story to do? And I think we were like, no, this is like a good de-stressor given all the stories we're doing. So we were taking our time with it and kind of doing it um, kind of on the side and not really rushing the process, trying to get those good connections. So I would say about a month and a half to two months per, per episode. And they were obviously being done simultaneously across the country. And there are four episodes in total so far, correct? And you're working not just yourself, but this is or the, the national LX team, but then specific stations which have, who have a, an LX person uh, there are, are iterating these as well, right? Yeah, so we we work super closely with all of our NBC uh, owned stations. So in this case, we collaborated with NBC Boston, NBC New York, and Telemundo Arizona. Uh, because the Telemundo station group is also part of our family. And yeah, so we we made that proof of concept, sent that out to, to those three reporters who are digitally native or very digitally savvy reporters already. So it was really easy to give them the concept and let them just run with it. And then, you know, along the ways, along the way, we'd have check-ins of like, how's, how's it going? Uh, which direction are you going? Do you need help with any contacts or anything like that? And that's where like we would all kind of brainstorm and, and help them out. But for the most part, I mean, these people are super connected with their local communities. Um, so they didn't need much help with the reporting. And then for the editing, we edited them in-house uh, on the NBCLX side. Uh, NBC Boston, uh, Rob Michelson, he edited his own piece. I just sent him the, the graphics package um, and, and, and that was it. But I think the other thing to, to point out too is that for to localize these these episodes, uh, the NBC Alex one could kind of be a little more location agnostic because we're kind of all over the country. But with Telemundo Arizona, we made the the events, for instance, all the names of the events in that bowl specific to Arizona, so that there'd be a little more value for their local audience, but still interesting to a national audience. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk to you about the series also largely as a way into looking at the visual vocabulary of TV news, which is sort of an obsession I have. Um, these stories and, and a lot of what NBCLX does, they do a lot of things that conventional TV news just doesn't. There's an informality to the address. The reporting deconstructs itself as the story progresses. The veneer of the storytelling itself is different. So I'm just wondering more broadly, why does a reporter like yourself want to play with the conventions of, of TV news? Do you find it just because those conventions aren't relevant to younger audiences anymore? I think it's because we know what works and we know that's a, a successful format of delivering news. And I think the way that the scripted TV world works where there's like so many ways you could take content in, I think with the inscripted world, 
there's just as many ways you can take formats and presentation in. And I think we're just now beginning to kind of uh, uncover those. I think because there was kind of this feeling of like, oh, this works. And so let's just reiterate, reiterate, um, and kind of keep building. For 40 on years system. or more, really. Yeah, and I think now we're, we're our, our audience at least, like we're, th that persona is consuming content, not just on YouTube, not just on TikTok, not just on TV too. So I think they also have like a little bit more of a, a flexible eye, so to speak, that like, it doesn't have to be as polished. It doesn't have to be as super like tied up. Uh, it can be a little more authentic, I think, and, and a little more informal, like you said. Uh, so I think it's, at least for me as a, as a content producer, it's super exciting to say, hey, what can we take from like the scripted world and what formats that work? An idea that I, I've been having, but I haven't really like fleshed out is like, how do we take the game show aspect and, and gamify the news? I think in a way, Connect the Dots kind of does that by making this an adventure, so to speak. There's no prize at the end, but you kind of want to see whether or not this person will win or lose. Um, and, and, and hopefully you're a little invested in that. So I think, yeah, there's this, you know, world of opportunities for for formats. Like I'm so excited by different formats we, we could try. And I think at LX, we're constantly like, pitching what some might consider kind of like out of the box ideas which i think they are but i think a lot of the times they they, they really do work or, or they resonate with our audience i find that phrase you just use a flexible eye to be very compelling with with younger audiences that that's that's the way to characterize them do you think that news audiences especially younger ones almost need this kind of shakeup in presentation now in order to be engaged I think they just need variety. It's kind of like the variety show worked for so long on TV for a reason, because I think not to get too meta here, but I think as humans, like we, we crave that, that diversity in, in, in life, but also in content. So I think, especially with this audience that we can basically get content whenever we want it, how we want it. If I feel like watching a five minute YouTube video, I know how to find it. If I feel like watching a, a 60 minute docu-series, I know where to find it. So I think this audience has an appetite for long form content. And I think if you find like a, a more visually stimulating way to present it, that's a little different. Uh, that's one another way to keep kind of their eyeballs on that content. So there are, as I mentioned, four Connect the Dots episodes so far. Is there more coming to this series or is it wrapped? We're, we're in, in the process of exploring that. One idea I had was, hey, what if we took the connect the dots concept and did it all around climate change? You know, climate change is an issue you could split 10,000 different ways. And if we made all the, you know, the issues in that bowl related to climate change, and then we do like a six episode series on climate change. So th there's a, a lot of excitement from, from the reporters and, and the stations who, who worked on it, which I was really excited to see because I think, you know, we really count on, on these stations where they're like, it's almost like, I mean, these people are so busy. So it was like, that's why I was like, take your time with it, have fun with it. Uh, but when we have buy-in from them, them, it's really exciting because I, to me, it means that it resonates with them and it also resonates with their audience, which, you know, grabs a little bit from that local audience, or at least for these digital reporters at like NBC Boston, for example, it also grabs on, you know, linear and digital uh, a bit there. So before I let you go, uh... Any other projects underway at LX, kind of boundary pushing things that we should be keeping an eye out for in the next months? Yeah, I mean, we just announced man controlled football. 
uh, on NBC LX. So it's kind of our foray in, into sports, which I think is like so fitting and it's so exciting. I know nothing about football, so that's all I'll say about it, but it's, it's exactly what it, what it sounds like. Uh, so that's something that I'm personally really excited about. For the Olympics, I, I would keep a, a close eye on our Olympics content. We're working on our second season of our My New Favorite Olympian podcast. I think that gets us like out to like three months from now. Uh, and there's more stuff down the line. All right. Looking forward to it all. Fernando Hurtado, reporter at NBCLX. Always good to talk to you and to see what you're working on. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Cheers. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Talking TV is edited by Alyssa Wesley. The music is by Andrew Melinda, and it's produced and hosted by me, Michael Depp. Talking TV is a production of TV News Check.